everybody, and welcome to a episode of what I'd like to call Hashtag Comics Great, G-R-E-A-T. And it's going to be an episode possibly turning into a podcast about some great comics, about some things that I can talk about that I love, some things that will be 100% positive, and things that will put aside the fight that in my mind is just ripping apart comics fandom. And it makes me sad. And I see this going on. I get caught in the middle. And I understand that there are problems with everything, including comics, but there's problems on both sides of that fight. And I think that both sides should kind of look at themselves first before they start throwing stones at everyone else. But this is going to be a podcast that we will talk about books that I pick that I like. You may not like them as much, but at least you can hear me gush over them because I don't get that opportunity a lot these days with the things that are going on with DC and Marvel. And even so, I do love some stuff coming from DC and Marvel, but because of that whole you know, way we set things up that we try to talk about almost every book that comes out, you're going to have the stinkers along with the good stuff. But this podcast, this is the good stuff. This is stuff. And it, it can be DC. It could be Marvel, but it could also be anything. And there's no time frame involved either. These things could have come out today. They could come out three weeks ago or 10 years, 30 years, whatever. This is just going to be a podcast where I get to remind myself and then remind everybody else that, yeah, comics are pretty great. Comics are something that is why everybody would have pushed play on this episode, why you would listen to anything that I or Brandon and Eric do, and why people talk about things. But unfortunately, when you get out in the wild of Twitter and say there's an announcement of a book, I end up going to a tweet of an announcement, check it out, see if people are excited, whether or not it's something I know or don't know, but that's why I go to these tweets to check out things, and I see there's arguments about this book's terrible because the writer has pink hair, or this book's terrible because that artist follows these three certain people that I don't like, and and what I'm trying to do is go both sides i am pretty you know down on this whole deal i again i will stress the idea that there are problems there are things that need to be brought to light but there are also great comics that people are not enjoying just because they sense that that's not what i'm supposed to like because of this group i'm in or if i end up retweeting this announcement i might be looked at being as part of that group and it gets me sad it really does so i want to avoid that this is a safe area of just comics like i said hashtags comics great and i just want to be able to talk because i want to be positive about things as well to try to remind myself that i do in fact love comics and because of that i decided to start this week and this week i'm gonna start with a, a book that I, I really love And it ended up having an OGN That came out that I read And th- I'm talking about Firepower By Robert Kirkman And when you ended up having The OGN come out And it's 150 some pages And I read it in one sitting And it felt like it was 10 pages And that is rare for me And that is one of those things So I'm reading this and I'm thinking You know what I, I don't have any podcasts to talk about this. I, I really don't have a 
Image Comics podcast. I obviously don't have a firepower podcast. I can't talk about this on DC and Marvel, so I think with it. I'm going to start this. It's something I've been kicking around for a while. I hope that people can jump on board. And if you're involved in the fight, just, you know, settle down for about 40 minutes or so. I don't know how long this will take, but just calm your jets. Everybody can get along. We're going to, you know, take our shoes off at the door. We're going to come in. We're going to sit. We're all going to relax and we're all going to enjoy comics. And then afterwards, you can leave the house here and you could do your fighting somewhere else. I don't want to be involved. But as long as you're here, you know, we could have a smile on our face and enjoy things. And it does make me sad because a lot of times I do get messages. Manship tells me all the time. He says, you know, man, it's it's so few and far between where I get to hear you gush about a book, but boy, I love it. And I kind of lose track of that since we're down on a lot of things recently. And when I end up thinking, well, people must just like us ripping in the books. Well, I think that some people also like us and me particularly, I guess, for this one, you know, hear something that we really like. And this firepower is one of those things. So I'm going to talk about Firepower 1 and 2 right now. And before I go on, I I should have also mentioned Chris Samney as one of the co-creators of this book with Robert Kirkman. So forgive me for that. But this is Firepower number 1, written by Robert Kirkman, art by Chris Samney, colors by Matt Wilson, letters by Russ Wooten, and If you are listening to this podcast and you think, oh, my God, these two issues, this firepower, number one and two, they sound pretty darn neat. I'd like to get involved with those. I would suggest right away going and getting the OGN that came out before. It's well worth it. I think it is ten dollars. Well, well worth the price of admission. And it really does set up things For these first two issues, there's a couple wow moments that happen in these two issues that only are wow moments if you read that OGM, but I'll try to catch you up enough. And it says previously in Firepower Volume 1 Prelude, which is what I was just talking about, the OGM available now, Owen Johnson's journey to China to learn about his birth parents led him to a mysterious Shaolin temple mentored by the eccentric Wei Lun. The students there studied to rediscover the firepower, the lost art of throwing fireballs. Owen learned of his parents' allegiance to the treacherous Scorched Earth clan, who seek to release the dragon confined at the temple upon the world. When the clan returned to attack the temple, Owen unleashed the first fireball seen in a thousand years. Our story begins 15 years later with Owen having returned to the U.S. to raise a family and live a normal life, but his past has followed him home. And if you had been a DC fan and a new age of heroes fan, this is, you know, on the surface, a Kung Fu version of Silencer, a book that I really enjoyed. But it, it is better than that, in my opinion. And what Robert Kirkman does so well, especially in this, is he doesn't give you everything in narration he doesn't make anything feel forced you end up having catch up recap a little bit of a story a little bit of the origins of these characters things like that told naturally through dialogue and he is not rushing to get to it that's one of the things that i love about this a lot of times when you have a issue especially this is a number one 
You did have that OGM, but a lot of people, maybe they haven't read that. They should. But you end up going and you're going to have maybe, you know, the idea that, oh, I got to I got to use the first four pages to really throw a lot of, you know, background, a lot of things like, hey, you know, wife who's a police officer. I think that we and he does not do that. It. it he uses the whole space of this first issue and even the second to gradually get people. And if you have read the OGN, which takes place, they said, 15 years before, you're it's still at the same level as a lot of people just starting. Yes, you know the background, but you have extra things added on. Oh, what happened in those 15 years? Why did he leave the temple? What happened? Or is everybody okay? Has he kept in touch? Things like that. So you're looking for that as well. And he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't rush to do this. Everything feels natural. Everything's going. And this is a Kung Fu book. The OGN straight up Kung Fu. You will like a Kung Fu comic. You like Kung Fu. You'll love the OGN. This is the 15 years later where he is raising a family. Everything seems different. He has two kids, a wife, a dog, peanut butter. And, you know, they're getting ready for a big cookout. They've invited people for this cookout. You get the whole idea where... The mother, hey, you know, kids, put down your devices. You know, the screen time's done. You're going to have to get involved in this party. Everybody's coming, please. All right, mom, but it's not my party. My friends aren't coming. Uh, and then you have the wife say, hey, you know, we, we're, out of, we're out of hot dog buns. We don't have hot dog buns. What happened? We're having a cookout. You need the hot dog buns. And you end up having Owen say, I- I'll go get them. I'll go. And then you end up having the daughter. You want to race? And they do. They start racing. And even then, this isn't like a narration. And then they start the race that they've done a hundred times before. It is done naturally where the daughter's like, finally, all right, I'm going to win this time. I mean, all this time, it's been nonsense. I'm going to win. And you end up seeing Owen let her get a little bit ahead so that then he can jump into the trees with a leap and use his kung fu ability. You don't get to see it. I'm imagining he is running across the treetops through all of this and just leaping high in the sky. She ends up getting to the store and celebrates finally. She has beaten the old man. She has done it. She is the best. And nope, Owen's already there. He's already shopping. She ends up grabbing a cart. And then pulls it in. She's all smug and happy. And you have Owen, you think you need a card? I mean, I thought a basket would do. And she's like, this is impossible. What did you do? You got to show me the secret route. Oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And then she ends up seeing her friend slash boyfriend, Tyler, and goes over to talk to him. Weird looking dude, this Tyler. Got a weird sense of style here. With the white jeans and the white jean jacket, it looks like. And I'm, I'm, I'm not down with that look. But he ends up where you have Owen's like, oh, and he's looking at his daughter and he's smiling, thinking, you know, oh, she's really grown up. Well, he gets somebody off panel say, Owen. And then Owen turns and it's, it's Ma Gwang. And that is big. This is a guy that in the OGN and, and done great by Chris Samney because the minute that Owen looks over, he hears the voice, and you can tell he's already irritated and knows that voice. But when he does look, you're seeing this perspective from 
behind Owen looking at Ma. And boy, he is, you have Owen full out fist. You see the veins popping. And he's like, you may not recognize me with hair. You know, I'm Ma Guang, you know. And this is the thing. That was his best friend. But first, his biggest enemy. They hated each other. At least Ma hated Owen's guts for the longest time at the temple. And then when that whole OGN ends, after an attack by the Scorched Earth clan, you don't really get to see what progressed after that. We're going to learn through the dialogue and learn a little bit as we go each step. But you do find out that Ma ended up being his best friend, but he's returned now after 15 years. But Owen, he just wants his life. He has a wife and kids. He has a new life. And you end up having Ma like, hey, what happened with Ling Zan? Sorry, you know, you know, no bad feelings or whatever, uh, you know, but you can't blame me with what ha- all these things going on. And you're just, you're, what happened? I mean, what happened to Ling Zan? And that was a woman at the temple that Owen was falling in love with. So, all right, well, that's not his wife. And, you know, what happened? We find out later she, she was killed. But you end up where Ma just says, okay, meet me at midnight at the sports field. You know, go over there to the high school sports field and we'll talk about this stuff. We'll, I'll fill you in on, on why I'm here and what we need from you and all that. And it's a really good line as he walks away because you end up having Owen's daughter come over and like, do you know that man? No. Why were you talking to him? I, I wasn't. He was talking to me. And then they start to go off. And you end up in the daughter's name is Haley. I keep saying daughter, but her name is Haley. And Owen is distracted as they walk home with the buns, things like that. And you end up having Haley's just talking like, yeah, you know, we're doing this. I can't believe you won the race, Dad. And he's not listening. He's He's all concerned with Ma. She's like, Dad? Hey, uh, yeah, me and Tyler, we're, we're having that baby. We're going to keep the baby. And then he's like, what? Yeah, you know, I, not funny, Haley. I can hear. And she thinks that he is mad that she's dating a boy. And she even says, you know, this is going to be ridiculous. You know, when Doug, her little brother, when he starts dating, I'm sure you're not going to be concerned. But we know that that's not his concern. He's not concerned about Tyler and, and his stupid you know, white pants in this in this white coat. He's more concerned with Ma and says, "No, listen. You can date and do all you want. And when you want to come and talk to me about it, I'm here. But in the meantime, that's that's your business. But we we better get back because we're late with the with the hot dog buns, and we're going to be in big trouble. And you do have <laughs> you have Owen's wife just sitting there waiting for them, so upset. She's like, "Get in here." You do then have the adopted parents of Owen show up everybody's coming to the party owen goes and it's kind of a funny little deal where the firepower he's off at the grill and his stepfather comes out and starts looking like remember i told you you know once before you 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 flip the burgers when all the juices are on the top you only want to flip them once you flip them more than once they're going to get dry and you end up having owen i know i know i've done this so many times before dad He's like, yeah, they're always dry. That's why I'm telling you there, buddy boy. And he's like, all right. And so you have this party going on. You have all these people, and they are going to be there as well to give you some more information, give you information of 
that Owen was adopted. We, we know this if you read the OGM, but now everybody does. He makes up kind of a story that Owen says this from a movie like, yeah, you know, he came up to us and said, yeah, why, why do you love me? Well, it's because we got to actually choose you, Owen's yelling. It's from a movie, Dad. That, that didn't really happen. He's like, yeah, but it's a good story. And as they go, you end up finding out that Owen's wife is a police officer and her partner is showing Haley how you can get rid of a dead body by stabbing it a bunch of times. And then when you throw it in the bog, it doesn't float up to the top. And you even have, like, are you, please do not show my daughter how to dispose of a dead body. But you also get from this, too, from that Reggie, her police officer sidekick deal, of the idea you don't understand. Like, And he's talking to Owen. He's like, man, you know, you're you're in pretty good shape and all, but man, your wife, I mean, there was a time last that we were chasing an armed robber and the guy jumped the fence. I thought, well, I guess we're not getting him. And your wife, she didn't slow down. She just jumped over the fence, ended up getting him. It was crazy. I mean, we went to the same police academy and we never learned this stuff. And you, you're going with this. And I, I do like the idea where Owen gets upset because Doug's son is talking to the other kids at the party. He's like, yeah, yeah, my dad's okay because Owen sells furniture. That's what he does now. And he's like, yeah, my dad, he sells furniture, which is, yeah, not that cool. But my mom, she's super cop. I mean, you see these things on TV. She's like 20 times better. I mean, she is awesome. And you end up seeing Owen like smirking on the side like, uh, I'm a little better than just selling furniture. I mean, this is just what I do now. I'm actually, you know, the first person to shoot a fireball in a thousand years, but I'm not allowed to say that. Does end up sitting down with his stepmom talking about how time passes and how, you know, before you know it, things happen and things get away from you. And even says, you got a great family here. Everything's great. It's setting up the idea of, okay. Yeah, things did go quickly after he left the temple 15 years later. He has a family and the family's great and he loves his family. Everything's going just great. And right when you see that, you end up seeing what does appear to be a scorched earth clan ninja in a tree watching all of this. And you're like, oh, man, it's coming back at him. Uh, well, you end up where you have Owen and he's going to. You know, go to bed. Everybody, him and his wife are going to bed. They're all excited about how great the the cookout went and everything. And like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll do all this. And even at one point, you have his wife. Hey, did you you know take out all the trash? And you you expect him like, uh oh, he's gonna go and take out the trash, and he's gonna get attacked by a ninja, and he's gonna have to fight. But he's like, nah, let's leave that till tomorrow. We we don't need to do that. It's just recycling, and and they're talking, and then all of a sudden he realizes, oh, my God, it's it's almost 12. It's almost 12 o'clock. He forgot all about Ma. And when he sees this, it's 11.50, he says, you know what? You go to bed because she has to get up early. And he says, you go to bed. I'm going to go down and watch a movie or something, and I'll come up later. Well, we know. He's heading off to the sports field, which he does. He end up, he drives there, jumps over the fence with a ninja jump. And then Ma is right there, you would assume, right at the 50-yard line where they're going to talk about what's going on. Ma says, you got to come back. you got to come back to the temple. Things are not going good right now. Please. Wei Lun, he left. He's gone. And uh, what? Gone? 
And that that's their master. This is the guy who ran the temple. And he says, gone. What do you mean? It's like, he just left. He abandoned us. We, we have no idea where he went. He abandoned us just like you. And now you're going to get through this whole deal. And the idea if Scorched Earth attacks, if the Scorched Earth clan attacks, that they won't be able to defend themselves. And this isn't just, oh, well, a temple's done. There is a dragon there at the temple if this dragon is let loose the whole world burns everybody's done now this is the big stakes of it where owen still is just not my not my problem anymore i I don't want to get involved ma pretty much you have to you know it will get you involved either way you you gotta help you gotta come back and really everybody thinks that you killed Ling San because you skedaddled afterwards. You end up with all this where the whole deal is Chow Feng, another one of the teachers. That's who Owen thinks killed Ling San, tried to kill him. He got out of there when this went down and just, I'm not involved. Well, Chow Zhang, he now, or Chow Feng, he runs the temple now, now that Master Lun has left. And so you end up where... They start fighting at one point. It's almost like, you know, are they sparring? Are they doing? But it's a cool deal, especially if you didn't read the OGN. They're fighting, and all of a sudden, you end up having Owen make a fireball, and you're like, oh, my God, he's going to end up just killing Ma. He ends up shooting it up into the sky, and they look at each other, and that's the thing. He shoots fireballs, One, the only person who can do it. And when they fell, found Ling Zan's body, she was burned. But this is what you end up thinking that Chao Feng set this up. Because even then, Ma says, listen, you know, I know you loved her and I know you didn't do it. I know that you would never hurt her. And it's a good moment. And they hug. They, they are best friends at a point. And it's a really good moment. But then he says, let's go back to the temple. Let's find out what happened together. We can do this and we can protect the world. And Owen's like, no, I'm not part of that world anymore. You shouldn't have come back. I'm a different person now. I just, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go back. I have kids. I have a wife. I'm happy. I just want to do what the deal is. Well, Ma's like, you still have the firepower i mean we might need this and by the way i found you wasn't that hard i mean i i ended up finding you other people will come for you as well and there's some pretty bad people you know that will come for you well you end up where owen's like no no it's not me goes back goes back home goes upstairs lays down now in a really good way that this is all silent and a lot of the rest of this you know will remain even into the second issue which gets funny as well but when you end up having owen come back i half expected like oh no are the kids alive is the dog alive like as he's going through the house he's checking on each of them and they're all okay and he ends up laying down He's going to go to bed. (laughs) As he closes his eyes, you see the Scorched Earth Clan Ninja is doing one of those like on the roof, on the ceiling of the bedroom with the, the, you know, grabbing onto the walls with the feet and the hands like like a ninja would. It's pretty scary. And you end up seeing that Owen sees this ninja 
It's going to be a fight is what there's going to be. And that is the end of the first issue. And it's it's a really good issue. It really is. And I'm going to move right into the second. I will rate these at the end together where you do end up in the second same bit of creative team. Robert Kirkman writing Chris Samney art, Matt Wilson colors, Russ Wooten letters. And I'll do the previously. Owen Johnson has a family in a house where he hosts barbecues and even a dog that eats guacamole. And then we saw peanut butter. They're really big. At the end of each issue, you get a not a letters page, but a discussion page between Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney about everything going on. Boy, they love that peanut butter, the dog. Now, peanut butter, the dog has not been involved that much. So you're getting the idea that peanut butter is going to be really involved later because they really keep pushing them in those. But I do like any dog that eats guacamole because I hate the stuff. And if somebody's going to give it to me, I need a dog to give the guacamole to. Then Mei May Huang, Guang, his one-time rival and former friend from the Temple of the Flaming Fist, interludes or intrudes on his normal life, asking Owen to rejoin the fight against the Scorched Earth clan after 15 years away. Owen wants no part of that world anymore, but he can't hide from it forever or the ninja lurking in his bedroom. And yeah, this ninja attacks and he attacks. And it's one of these things, if you are a Kung Fu movie fan, very Jackie Chan-esque in a way that I am saying is awesome because you end up having a ninja fighting Owen while they're there and his wife is sleeping. Now, his wife is badass. We've already established this, but... He doesn't want his wife involved. So you end up having a silent fight going on throughout the house. And there are good props here. Chris Samney ends up having a lot of good props, like there is a glass of water on an end table and a lamp. They're about to fall because the ninja kicks Owen into this table and he's got to stop and grab the cup of water, make sure the lamp doesn't go before he then kicks back at the ninja who, as they fall, they end up doing that, you know, falling and like sliding across. But everything is silent. And there's been talk. I've talked to Ruben in particular about the idea of this becoming a live action TV show, um, anime, whatever it would be. But if it was a live action TV show, boy, this scene would be the best. It would be one of those like a prolonged 10 minute fight without anything but really low grunts and both parties trying not to wake people up. And so the fight then goes into it. It it ends up in the hallway where then there's more ninjas. Owen now has to face, you know, three ninjas at this point says very quietly. And you can tell by the lettering, very small, damn it. And then they start fighting again and the fight then goes down the hall, ends up in the kids' rooms, things like that. And there's a really funny moment. It's probably the funniest moment in all of this whole deal is when they're fighting in Doug's room. Doug has a little stuffed animal like T-Rex. That kind of gets hit aside. Owen then kicks it at one of the ninja who grabs it and looks at it and gets confused. He has a question mark like, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, you end up then... Owen grabbing the ninja, grabbing the T-Rex, and then tossing it, as everybody seems to have stopped for this to happen, because you need to toss it over, and it lands on Doug's bed right next to that, and then they start fighting again, and they go out into the hallway, and 
it's a again there's a lot of times when there are prolonged fights where i'm like oh my god this is all filler and by the end i realize i'll admit this is something that happens to me every time in a batman's grave where a lot of those issues turn into 12 pages of fighting by the end of the fight i realize i was not paying attention to the individual panel so i could not describe the fight and also while i think just as that Batman's grave, as an example, there's Brian Hitch doing it. The choreography might be fine, but it's not interesting. It doesn't grab me. I'm just, okay, this is Batman fighting. I get to the end. I, I may be the only one doing this, but in this book with this Kung Fu fight, I'm watching everything, and I will tell you that it progresses perfectly. There is not a point where I'm like, oh, man, what happened there? Oh, man, I, I don't understand that. It goes very very well now the one thing i will say is maybe there's points where it'd be a little more noisy than they're letting on but you end up doing that like i said it's very jackie chan-esque going to a point where while owen is kind of getting beaten up a bit he's got to resort again to the firepower he makes a fireball he ends up hitting these guys with the fireball jumping down and again there's a fireball explosion there's ninjas and owen falling off of a you know second floor balcony type deal into the foyer below but that still doesn't wake anybody up but what wakes everybody up as owen starts putting out the fire of these ninjas they're they're on fire he doesn't want to kill them he's just trying to get them to stop but it's peanut butter Peanut butter sees what's going on, and even Owen's like, no, peanut butter, good dog, no, no. Peanut butter barks, and that's when his wife comes down with a shotgun, and she says, what is going on? Owen says, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Now, this is a big moment, and this is a surprising moment to me, because there's his wife. He left the temple behind. He's at, well, she says, are they scorched earth? You're like, wait a second. Like, what? What? Like, she knows about that? Like, he did tell her? That's a bit of a twist of what we would usually get in a story like this. And so how did they find us? They're scorched earth. And he says, no, 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 they're not. They don't have the scorched earth tattoo. You have to have that tattoo of your scorched earth. He realizes this was all a ruse. And he's like, Ma, where are you? Come on. Come out. I know you did this. And he just he just pops out of the kitchen. He's just there. He's like hiding maybe on top of the refrigerator. The, uh, yeah, so, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, it was me. These are just guys with Ma. And Owen just sits down. He's all confused. He, he's, he's flustered. He doesn't look angry as much. His wife looks just furious. But yeah, Owen, uh, in our home, you, you did this in our home. And then she's yelling, our children are asleep. Who are you? And so he didn't, you didn't have Owen fill his wife in for everything. But you end up having Masa listen, this shows how desperate I am. I mean, I need you back at the temple. We all need you. The world needs you. You have to come. And he says, I've already given you my answer. And yeah, Ma's like, yeah, you know, this is so important. I refuse to accept that. But. You end up where he even explains as he's sitting there. And it's funny because the ninjas that he fought, these deadly ninjas, the ones petting peanut butter. I mean, these are good guys. It was all the ruse. It's kind of funny. The other guys are like, 
Man, I'm pretty hurt and this stunk. And Ma told me it wasn't going to be this bad. Uh, I bet your Ma said, like, this guy used to be good, but it's 15 years. He ain't got nothing. You guys are young guys. Come on. Go at it. They're all hurt. I do like the guy. He's just petting peanut butter. And, yeah, you end up where Owen says, I, Chow Feng tried to kill me. That is why I believe he killed Ling Zan. That is why I left. Wei Lu refused to believe me. I am sure you will do the same. But it's true. And then you end up, this is the big thing. Ma's like, what? Like, you actually are certain it was Chow Feng? It's like, yeah, trust me. And now he leads the temple. There's no way I am going back. But that's the thing. Yeah, he says, then I have no reason to ever go back. He's like, I'm done. I'm not going back. Get out of here. That world is a painful memory. I'm done with that. That's it. I'm here with my family. I'm happy. Get your guys. Go back. And that's where you have Ma say, yeah, well, you can bury your head in the sand. But what we're talking about is end of world stuff. When the world burns down around you, your little happy family isn't going to be so happy anymore. You're going to have to do this with us because this is nonsense. So you end up where he leaves and says, just, you know, don't say I didn't warn you. And when this happens, I'm out. So you end up where they're talking and Owen's like, yeah, you know, that's pretty nonsense, right? And his wife's like, you know, is that a real dragon, like a real dragon? He's like, yep, yeah, it is. And like, oh, yeah. And the thing is, that's a big thing in the OGM that Owen thought it was ridiculous as well until he realized it wasn't. Um, But you end up in that there's a cool little deal too. his wife's putting the gun away and they're talking. And she actually says like, hey, uh, I think I want to do some more of that training we did. I'm getting a little rusty. So you realize that why she is so good and why she's jumping fences and why she is doing ninja moves like the super cop is because Owen taught her everything. And that's it. She knows about the whole Scorched Earth, all that. Well, you end up having Ma and, you know, the ninjas go away, the fake ninjas, the faux Scorched Earth. And then you realize, wait a second, the the ninja, the Scorched Earth ninja that we saw at the barbecue seems to really be the legit deal. And they are hanging outside of the bedroom window listening to what's going on where you end up having, you know, Owen and his wife realize we, we got to train the kids too. If, if things like this are going to happen, I, I want the kids to be able to fight back and I want everybody to be safe. And, and one of the coolest moves I've ever seen in my life, I'm telling you, this is a Kung Fu move that I think is so great where this ninja then jumps off the building, jumps off of the house, jumps over some bushes, but then runs down the street on the telephone wires i don't know why but that really is cool to me that is so cool and goes off goes through a bunch of things i'm telling you running on a train still not as cool as the telephone wire stuff but going in and then finally ending up with a shadowy figure and says to the figure they are playing games they are not prepared for what's coming none of them are And this is the big wow moment. And a wow moment that would be lost to you if you hadn't read the OGN. This is Master Lun, who this ninja has gone to. He's there with his beats. He loves his music. He's a big Radiohead fan. But he says, that's what I was afraid of. 
But then in the big thing, again, in the subtle thing, th- this isn't, that's what I'm afraid of, and I'm Waylon, and I'm scorched earth. No, he just says, that's what I'm afraid of, and the angle turns, and you see that he has the scorched earth clan tattoo, which is just set up a little bit ago when those ninjas were knocked out. The wife says, hey, are they scorched earth? Nope, they don't have the tattoo. Well, Master Lun has it that's huge it's big and and master lun is such a lovable character such a great character in the ogm really comes off as a very yoda-esque teacher and and, you know mixed in with a kung fu master things like that but really yoda-esque in my mind and you, you don't want yoda to go bad so i'm like oh man that can't be we gotta see now We'll see what's going on. Again, if you didn't read the OGN, the whole idea is that Owen is the son of two of the biggest Scorched Earth Clan people ever, but where he was given up ends up where he was trying to find his parents. He only had a picture, a photograph. He was asking everybody. Nobody would tell him who it was, and he ended up at the temple, the you know temple of the fire deal, and ended up finding out about the scorched earth all that and then that whole thing ended with an attack by them so we also and we also saw how deadly and ruthless they are so if they are after them that's bad but if it's master lona's eye that just breaks my heart but overall these two i'd give you know i think i'd give it's tough because the second issue is a long fight but i told you i really loved it i would give both of them like a nine three I could go up to a 9.5. That's I love it. I, I think it's great. I think it's something that it, it even gets me because this isn't, you know, just the idea of, all right, cape and cow flying around. So this is Kung Fu deal, but it's also grounded. It's more of a realistic type deal, even though we're talking dragons and fireballs and things like that. But I really really enjoyed i would stress that i would suggest anybody get this and i don't usually go out on the limb and say you got to get it you got to get it but you got to get it it's really good it really really is good but and and the art's incredible all of it and and it's not just the thing and and again i don't talk tons about art and a lot of times it's just you know i likes what i likes i see it and i like it but when i see something like this And Chris Samney does such a good job adding to the storytelling. You know, sometimes you'll get that storytellers, you know, A and B, this guy and the artist, storytellers. And I'm like, "Eh, I don't, you know, whatever, go on. But with this, I see it. And if I'm going to see it, anybody can. I'm blind. So I really, really do like it. Like I said, stressing that peanut butter in in the back. So I, I hope that everybody enjoyed me talking about something that I really liked. And, you know, have no reason to say anything bad about it except a couple things that happen inside the covers. So that's what this is all about. Like I said, I'm going to talk about stuff that I like and also talk about it, just about it. What we get to talk about the comic, nothing else involved. So I hope everybody enjoys the concept. I hope that maybe this could catch on and maybe we can do this every week and have, you know, something. That everybody can love and we could all smile and wave to each other and talk about it. And instead of, you know, when I say at the end, well, 
If you want to argue with me, get a hold of this. You know, we could just, I could say at the end, hey, anybody want to gush about this with me? I'm open. My ears are open for any gushing, any sort of positivity, because I really, really need it right now. And I, I actually can sense that a lot of other people do as well. So I hope that this ends up fulfilling that even just a little teeny bit. We'll see how it goes. But thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hashtag comics great. And I'll talk to you later.